today on Laura Lynn and Friends. And don't worry, you know, you can get involved in hormonal therapies, things like this without your parents' consent. You can even progress to the point of surgery. And if your parents won't support it, we'll take you away from your parents. And the suicide rate of these kids later is off the scale. It's one of the highest, if not the highest suicide rate in any demographic. Hello everyone. Welcome to the beginning of the last days or the middle of the last days or very, very close to the end. I do not know. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. I'm so blessed to be here. We have an incredible guest and we're going to, uh, all, all the little things that are going on, we're going to talk about it with him because he is like, he's like a co-host today in a way. And he's so great. You're going to love him. Dr. Mark Trozzi, many of you know him as a hero in Canada. Um, I love to open the Word of God every day uh, from my dad's Bible. And so I opened it up, Psalm 68. This is what um, uh, this is what my dad has underlined. Psalm 68, 1, let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. I love those verses lately because um, there's a lot of wicked, there's a lot of evil things going on. And uh, the sooner that God will deal with them, the better. And of course, we don't have to deal with it because we are not the ultimate judges. God is, and he's a righteous judge. And when he says that he can melt you like wax, you should fear him. But we do have a world that is not in fear of God. They're, they're in fear of man or they're gluttonous. They're accepting bribes. They're doing things that they shouldn't be doing because they're rotten to the core and they have not su submitted themselves to what is good and pleasant and right and pure. All these things that um, are truth in this world, everything that is truth is truly from God. And we have a culture of deception and we have been lied to. We've been manipulated and told untruths. Um, a lot of us bought some of them the first time around. We're getting smarter. I see a great awakening happening. I never thought in my era, in my time in life that I was going to say these words that a great awakening is happening. I thought we were awake three years ago. And I was so wrong. We were completely deceived. Oh, the shock when COVID hits and I have this strange feeling like something's really wrong, but I don't know what it is. I didn't want there to be a terrible virus. I hoped that we would be okay. I prayed we would be okay. I remember praying on air. I remember praying specifically that the children would be okay. And in fact, the children were okay. God answered our prayers and the kids survived no problem, but the, the fear porn, the assault against common sense and the gaslighting just never ended. It just kept going and going and they're trying to do it again. And Dr. Teresa Tam here in Canada, oh, just wearing that beautiful mask on her face, you know, it looks actually good on her, you know? Um, but I'm not wearing one and I am not going to tell anybody else that they should be wearing it. In fact, we must not comply. We can't just go along with this nonsense yet, yet, yet one more time 
variants, to my knowledge, they just keep getting less and less and less. I mean, and now we're, we want to, you know, booster and, and, you know, get your, get your seasonal shot. And it's all a bunch of nonsense. And we've got a whole lot of data in the world that shows that some very bad things are happening because of that shot. So um, if you are on YouTube or Facebook, we just ask you to head over to Rumble and go to my channel, rumble.com, Laura Lynn, uh, Tyler Thompson. You'll find me. There's, there's actually two channels. One's kind of an older one and the other one's a, a newer one. You got to get to that one and you'll see that our show is on live right now. Head over there because Dr. Mark Trozzi, he is too hot for mainstream media to handle. And uh, we want you to hear what he has to say. So uh, Dr. Trozzi, so listen to this. Uh, he has a huge uh, CV, but we're going to just try to narrow it down a little bit because he's so popular. Uh, veteran emergency physician. He's um, been involved in critical resuscitation instructor, or maybe he still does that. Human rights and medical truth activist, author, public educator, lecturer, www.drtrozzi.org. We will give you that repeatedly during the show. Steering committee member of the World Council for Health. Co-chair of the Health Science Committee of the World Council for Health. One of the directors of EBMC Squared uh, CIC. Health and medical science consultant. Medical advisor to various health and human rights organizations, including Take Action Canada, Justice for the Vaccinated, Strong and Free Canada, and South Africa Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. I love that. Member of Canada Health Alliance and Canadian COVID Care Alliance. Lecturer with multiple Ontario University medical schools from 2000 to 2021. That's a 21-year career. You got to see him, though. He looks super young. So how did he do that? Uh, nature cons conservationist, uh, equestrian musician, and health enthusiast, Dr. Mark Trozzi. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I know it took 15 minutes to introduce you, but we're really glad that you're here. <laughs> How are well, you? Well, hey, Laura Lynn. Hey. Well, I, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I like the way you put it, you know, uh, middle of the last days or wherever we are, but you know, what an exciting time to be alive. Um, and by the grace of God, we're in good health and Amen. really great to be here with you. Thank Thanks you, for everything thank you've you. been doing. You're so welcome. Um, so, you know, I know that you're from Canada and you're watching carefully what's going on. There's a couple of different things with with regard to health. Uh, I know that you're willing and have been willing to really speak up on this issue of transgenderism before we move into other things. But recently we had this incredible march, you know, um, uh, the one million march where, you know, uh, so many came out to stand up against this. And and we've got some problems going on in our in our parliament buildings because the Conservative Party of Canada has put forward uh, some hope from the, at least the grassroots constituents. Pierre Polyev has, you know, uh, so far to my knowledge said nothing really about it uh, other than he doesn't have to do anything that the grassroots wants to do. But uh, here is Jagmeet Singh, if that's on my share there. So Jagmeet Singh, of course, you know, the epitome of truth and justice and good in our land. So he says, um, with respect to this, CBC, Polyev not saying whether he'll support ban on medical interventions for trans minors. 
So Jagmeet Singh, after that came out, he said, he said, I find it disgusting and inhumane that Mr. Polyev would deny health care to those he doesn't agree with. Health care decisions should be left up to doctors. Mark my words, I'll fight like hell against this. You know, oh, I wonder what your Sikh uh, compatriots think about that, uh, Jagmeet Singh. You are just so not in alignment with some of the people that, and I'll just go to my good friend Paul Mitchell because I found that he had responded and he said, to begin sterilizing and mutilating minor children is not health care. Here, here. Next, you literally coerced millions of Canadians with federal vaccine mandates, which were directly harmful and unjustified. Your priorities are absurd and you are a hypocrite. And I like this guy, the pleb reporter. Uh, he's very cheeky. Uh, Jugmeat gonna fight like hell to mutilate children. What a winning political strategy. This is our pathetic Canada right now, what we're doing. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I don't think that Jagmeet Singh uh, re uh, in any way uh, represents many good sick members of, of uh, our country, community, and friends that I have. Uh, Dr. Kalvinda Gill, for instance, who stood against the tyrannical abuse of Canadians in all things COVID, including the forced injection of a fraudulently misrepresented injection that the Trudeau government, Jagmeet's a very close compadre as World Economic Forum agents, uh, that uh, that they promoted and profited, you know, as Dr. David Merton said, uh, you know, frank racketeering involving Trudeau. So, um, yeah, I don't think people should confuse uh, what this fellow is saying with what legitimate Sikh people, that's a very respectable culture with a great history. Um, and and indeed, you know, I have, to, I have to agree with what some of those comments said there. I mean, these people just voraciously participated in the biggest medical atrocity uh really a complete fraud and mass premeditated mass murder as dr david martin myself and others have pointed out against humanity we now have a reasonable estimate of 20 million people dead by direct result in the injection and then he has the audacity to turn around and and attack anyone who will not support financing abuse of our children in a system that's been hijacked with hypersexualization of children, inappropriate sexualization of children. I mean, the, the WHO is, if you look at there's material on my site, you can look at this. this is not I'm not making it up. You know where they they expect seven years old to know things that I, I don't I don't even want to know myself, like anal sex and this and that, like that, and then. By nine year old, they think that nine years old children should be already participating in sexual activity and have experienced sexual relationships. This is the program he's behind. Um, and, and when you look at the children who are coerced and canvassed, I mean, this is not, we're not talking about a sane system in school. For instance, there is a real thing called hermaphroditism. For instance, there are people whose adrenal cortex glands do not develop properly and their embryology. And when they were born, the unfolding of their of their genital organs is ambiguous. You go, is that a penis or a vagina or a mixture of the two? These people, first of all, their families do not want to parade them in the streets and tell everybody at school, hey, guess what? Susie's got a weird looking vagina. No, they don't do that. They keep them private. We provide medication to keep them alive. We do genetic testing so we know what their body was trying to evolve in and what it will be hormonally and in other ways. And when they are of an age, if they want to choose surgery, to help normalize what has unfolded improperly during embryology, that's provided. 
These people want their privacy. I know a few of these people. They're very rare. I've helped some of these people. And guess what? They are so offended by this transgender agenda. Now, if people as adults want to do whatever, that's one thing. But right now, the idea that a minor, a 12-year-old, can go to school, and it's not, I'm telling you, I've talked to a lot of people in the system. It's not like they're just making sure they're aware in case this comes up. They're fishing for this. Kids don't get the big positive reinforcement they should for being a great volleyball player or a great mathematician or a great chess player or anything like that. They're saying, hey, if you're ready to change your gender, wow, you're going to be really the center of attention around here. And naturally, kids want that, especially kids who are on the autistic spectrum, who are more vulnerable to this, kids who are insecure. And then they say, well, don't worry, we don't have to tell your parents. And don't worry, you know, you can get involved in hormonal therapies, things like this, without your parents' consent. You can even progress to the point of surgery. And if your parents won't support it, we'll take you away from your parents. And the suicide rate of these kids later is off the scale. It's one of the highest, if not the highest, suicide rate in any demographic. And, oh, don't worry, the government's there with their MAID program. They can help with that too. Um, and yet, <laughs> while they support that and pretend that they're doing something good for humanity, they just were accomplices in perhaps the greatest crimes against humanity in history with 20 million dead by direct effect. The death rate from the shots is accelerating despite people not taking the shots. This is all stuff I warned about. This is all stuff that the, these bodies have hassled me and persecuted me over revealing. And I'm grateful I did because a lot of people have been protected as a result. Uh, I, ju I just can't take that guy serious at all. Look at his resume. Look at his position in the World Economic Forum. Look at Klaus Schwab. Look at Noah Harari. These are his bosses. And these people are absolute psychopaths. And people like Jack Mead and other, in my personal opinion, are what are called narcissists or sociopaths. And there's a lot we could do to analyze that. But that's another subject. Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you've said. Uh, completely out of touch with actually millions of people in Canada that do not support this gender nonsense, do not want their kids sexualized with visuals of naked people, uh, you know, naked men, naked women, having sexual acts, all of these body parts all over the place. And apparently, I mean, if you put this before a school trustee board, they're like, oh, don't read that. Don't don't put that in front of us. But apparently it's OK to put in front of our kids, you know, just like like la, 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 la. Let's pretend this is not happening. And that's under the yeah. leadership of the NDP and the liberals and the conservatives, unfortunately, being completely silent because this material goes against the criminal code. The criminal code should be able to come into any school and say listen you can't have stuff like this but oh the rcmp completely like everybody's just like deer in the headlights who's going to deal with this at one, once upon a time it would be the hero that would say what is going on and get all those books out but now if you try to get all the books out uh you know you're somehow demonized as you know, you're the crazy person you know what yeah. our, our world is losing its way that's what it feels like yeah Oh, totally. You know, a pediatrician that I know some years back encountered a case of a child. The parents brought the seven-year-old boy to her office and said, he says he's a girl. And so she spent some time with him and talked to him, you know, like good old fashioned, don't drug the kid up, don't operate on him, talk to him. And what she discovered is that he'd had a younger sibling born, a female, and she had major medical issues. And as a result, she required almost all of her parents' attention. And he was suddenly like sidelined. And he thought, Oh, it's because she's a girl. So I'm going to be a girl too. So I can have some attention because I miss time with my parents. This good uh, pediatrician spent time with them, elicited this, did some consultation with her and the family. 
and they they realized what was going on and they said okay we've got to make time somehow bring extra help in other relatives come help so that he gets one-on-one -on -one time with his mom one-on-one -on -one time with his dad the boy went back to just recognizing him as a boy now that's a beautiful story can you imagine if that happened today that doctor right now uh, right now uh, as i understand it from from dr uh, Chris Milbert in conversations we had last week on the one million for March uh, uh, program that we've been working on, that that doctor would be uh, considered a criminal for not just going along with it and saying, "Oh yeah, Bill you're C4. a girl." Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, insane. So we're under attack. These people are agents of a foreign entity, the World Economic Forum, the UN, the WHO. There's no beating around the bush. So our discovery of of the corruption began with the launch of COVID and our gradual understanding of what was going on there. But as we've seen, you know, this has expanded and we've become aware of so many lines of assault against humanity, uh, you know, using, you know, uh, basically embedded governments and other institutions with a completely foreign entity, the World Economic Forum's agenda. Well, I'm kind of excited that some progress is being made. Uh, you were pointing out earlier before we started the show about, uh, you know, a He's kind of a, a noted doctor in Canada, Kalvinder Kaur, and she was really, really fighting um, all of this, and she's been vindicated. And we have her, um, her, you know, tweet up here, and that must be good news for for you as well. Yeah, we think so. Uh, so, Dr. Kalvinder Kaur, uh, she's a doctor. Interestingly, a, a very legitimate and honest Sikh community member who. Um, you know, from early on, she questioned the agenda and she continued to practice both scientific inquiry and uh, free speech and maintained her ethics. And, you know, she came under heavy attack by the College of Physicians and Surgeons. She's been defending herself against their attacks for a long time. So uh, I'm hoping, uh, you know, because as you know, we brought evidence with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, we brought legal evidence before them. I mean, the college should be completely aware of reality at this point, the reality of COVID, the reality of these injections. Um, and so let's hope that this is, uh, you know, an internal correction happening within the CPSO. That would be my first choice. They haven't announced a decision in, in the similar case uh, for me. Um, and uh, I would love to see this solved uh, quicker because the sooner we can get things straight, the sooner we get on with solving problems. But uh, so I'm cautiously optimistic. Well, we are too. And, and we really pray that for you because uh, you, Kalvinder uh, Kaur, um, other doctors like Dr. William Mackis, um, I think of Peter Patrick, Patrick Phillips, who's paid a very dear price as well um, in Ontario for standing up. Uh, you know, all of this has been nonsense. Like people have lost um, all trust in the medical establishment because they failed everybody. And I was recently talking to another doctor, uh, you know, about um, Zev Zelenko in, um, in New York, where before he died and he had saved thousands of lives uh, from dying from COVID with hydroxychloroquine, he just said that he's lost all trust in the medical establishment. Well, I think that's a really valid point. I mean, literally, we had a, a, a man-made virus, which is a crime in of itself. It's never been prosecuted, though the evidence is overwhelming. And then we had this pre-planned agenda 
that you know the WHO was used as the sort of the conduit of control into governments. Lots of people were lined up and in place, like Dr. Tam, who was really a double agent working both with the Canadian federal government and was on the lead committee along with the psychopath Tedros. And anyone who questions that term should look at his history in Africa and what he did there before he became the general director of the WHO. Um, and and so, uh, you know, even though it's crime to release such a gain of function virus, I mean, this thing had, you know, a zero, zero risk of serious disease or death in children. It had an average mortality rate, which is at least as high as the average age of death. And the, truly, the mortality rate was probably in the range of 0.15%, specifically targeting rare people or people with many conditions, uh, health issues, or very old people. Um, now, uh, under her, her position as one of the, the, the parts of the conduit from the WHO and their business partners through government, they also obstructed the treatment of COVID. So we could have reduced even that low 0.15% to something like two in a million. People didn't have to suffer long and be sick with COVID. We could have treated it and they would have still de developed real immunity. And they used that to herd people into a completely predictably, extremely dangerous injection, which only ultimately increases one's risk of getting very sick with COVID or dying from a plethora of other causes. So. Uh, and unfortunately, the way they structured this, you know, the doctors were all arm twisted into going along with it. The college was given misleading information from the ministries. The ministries were given misleading information from the WHO on down. Um, and so when, you know, people say to me, oh, how are we going to restore people's trust in the medical system? How are we going to restore people's trust in government? I don't think we should. We should restore the medical institutions. Then people's trust would naturally return to them. But the fact that people don't trust these institutions right now shows that people are sane and awake. And they've probably buried enough loved ones from the shots. Yeah, I think that we've all had enough. We, we, we've all known people that have been affected by it. And it's just a catastrophe. And like you were saying about the worldwide deaths, um, I am not understanding why mainstream media, of course, they're bought off. But... Why is nobody picking up on this with any integrity? Do we not have a, a righteous person in the land that's willing with some sort of power, you know, in media to communicate? We have Dr. Teresa Tam in our country basically putting out that, you know, because to fight this next variant, they have a new shot that's good for kids five months and up. It's so disturbing. Well, it's completely disturbing. I mean, people need to look at the UK data. The United Kingdom data revealed that uh, if you look at the six to eight month period after the injections, depending on which age group of children you looked at, you know, between uh, toddlers and 20 years old, typical rates were that they were 100 times more likely to be dead in the next six to eight months than people who are not injected. So imagine that. Imagine taking your kid to the doctor and they say, listen, there's a cold going around. Your kid might not have any symptoms at all, but if they do that have mild disease and if for some bizarre reason they really got sick, we could give them a little ivermectin, safe, effective medicine, some aspirin, antihistamine, they'd be fine. Uh, but instead you do have an option to inject them with a genetic experiment, which has been misrepresented as a safe and effective vaccine for a group of viruses, coronaviruses, for which vaccines never work and always make the disease worse. And uh, your kid's a hundred times more likely to be dead than other kids. Who would take that injection? 
these are the crimes these people have orchestrated and gotten our doctors and nurses to go along with to keep their jobs. And thousands of us walked off the sites and hundreds of us in Canada and thousands of the world have stood up very vocally and said, no, no, no. And we don't care what you do to us. We're not going to join the lie. Yeah, and I, I hope that there's more. I mean, I'm anticipating, I, you know, I'd love to hear your opinion on if you think that the, the awakening has been taking place. I see this fellow right here uh, on the share, JT. You know, he's proud to be getting his shot. He's telling everybody that, that he wants uh, them to go out and do the right thing, get their shot too. I mean, this is current. This is like, you know, this is happening right now. It seems like no matter all the information that you put out, um, certain people are getting it and a, a lot of people still very, very blind. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've certainly shifted uh, the, the envelope, so to speak, over the last few years because in 2020, you know, while I was still working on the proverbial front line, uh, you know, I had every reason to be a trusted source of information. If I go back to 2020, when I would just talk to people casually in a restaurant or at the lineup in the six foot distancing zone, uh, people were shocked when I'd say things like, you know, that mask actually doesn't do you any good. If anything, it's causing you harm. And, um, or I said, hey, the injections that they're giving out are not vaccines. It's sure not safe and effective. These are genetic experiments and they're incredibly dangerous and all the pre-existing research supports what I'm saying. People looked at me, a lot of people, like 90% of people back then would look at me like, oh my God, what's this guy talking about? Now, in my personal experience, I would say 80, 90% of the people that I talk to nod their heads and 20 or 30% of them pipe up and can take over and explain it for me and I can just listen. So ah, the, the, the dinosaur media, the fake media, like I never call them mainstream media or legacy media. I mean, I, I don't have that kind of respectful terminology to something that's disgusting and irrelevant. They're losing their audience. You know, these major networks combined have less traffic than the real media, like Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson show to Joe Rogan, et cetera, combined. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they're going to keep lying right until their grave or they're hanging or whatever lawful thing is done for these crimes when we get to the other side of this madness. I'm finding it interesting, Mark, and I, I hope that uh, that you're getting recognition too across the country. But um, you know, wherever I go, airports, uh, different cities across Canada, somebody is inevitably saying, "Are you Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson?" And it's a, always a shock to me because it's some small town or something. But it means that yourself and the people that have had the message, because I'm only the host, but I bring every day somebody that's got the truth. It means that the message is getting out and that, you know, this uh, this false deceptive media is not winning on us. Uh, one of your colleagues, Dr. William Mackis, because you were just talking about these harms and deaths, like on September 14th, he posted um, this new article, MRNA and Pregnancy Brain Damaged Mother and a dead baby after one Pfizer COVID-19 mRNA vaccine at 14-week pregnancy. Tragic story of a 38-year-old Australian Army veteran, Heidi Starback. These stories are there every um, every day. And thank God that Twitter, uh, you had a little bit of trouble recently with Twitter, but uh, Twitter is allowing uh, these kinds of truths to get out. And that is a game changer, thank God, for Elon Musk in that way. Well, yeah, and uh, actually my Twitter account was suspended yesterday, but I will uh, be reaching out to Elon Musk's staff and hopefully correcting that. I've published about that situation. Um, but, you know, this, this as, as uh, Dr. Marcus as well pointed out, I mean, the, the, the 
the all demographics death and harm from these injections or all ages pre unborn babies etc uh, none of this is a surprise. It's none of this is a surprise because this was predictable before they rolled out this, as Dr. Zevzelenka called it, poison death shot. But um, Pfizer's own clinical initial clinical trials, which our governments not only had, our ministers of health not only had, our medical regulars not only had, but they have a responsibility to have been aware of what was in Pfizer's initial trial data. And I'm and I'm saddened to say as much. I'm hoping the CPSO and others are are, are going to kind of look at the reality now and start fixing uh, the great errors they've been involved in. Um, but in, in uh, my hearings with the CPSO in their own internal courts, Deanna McLeod, a Canadian expert on clinical trial data, constructing clinical trials, who lectures around the world and is sought after as an expert everywhere on the subject of various things, including Pfizer's clinical trials. We had her come for a day to testify. The college spent two days, or their lawyers spent two days just badgering her. I mean, stuff that would never be tolerated in a legitimate court. And then in the end, disqualified her so that we didn't look at the data. But let's talk about that data. Pfizer's own clinical trials. It can't get more from the horse's mouth than that. Buried in it, trying to hide it, putting in tables, doing all kinds of false stuff to try and hide the data. But the data was there that approximately every single pregnant woman that they injected in that study who they reported. They did a weird thing. They didn't report on them all. They just had some of the data disappear. But why would they only report on the ones who all the babies died? So, so this was known. So what we're watching is, is a crime of neglect or a crime of intent by everyone who continues maintaining this narrative. And I, and I warn people, you know, even these top politicians, that you're, you're committing major crimes of neglect at minimum by continuing to encourage people to take messenger RNA nanoparticle injections for a virus family that should never be vaccinated against when we know and we knew and it's getting worse all the time that these things are extremely deadly and harmful. 100%. We have Billboard Chris reporting children between six months and four years of age should receive two doses if they have not previously been vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine. This is sick. Like all of the evidence that we've had come out, psychopaths, narcissists, crazy people uh, bought off, they're bribed. Uh, you know, basically hell has a very hot place for them that is waiting for these people who are putting forward yeah. uh, this nonsense and that, you know, it's very sad, but people might never hear me and you. And so they're just listening to, to what their radio show is saying on their way home from work. Oh, get the kids vaccinated. They're, they're literally causing harm and death. And, and there's just this strange, duplicitous world going on. The people who are getting awakened and awakened and the people that don't seem to know anything. It's, and it's, it's hard to cross over. And I think that's why you fought so hard. And we appreciate that because you have not stopped speaking the truth no matter what it has cost you. And it has cost you a lot. Well, it has cost me a lot. Um, and at the same time, I've been aware, you know, remember when the hospitals were empty, and people were told the hospitals were full. I was one of the doctors in the in the supposedly full but actually empty hospitals. And I was told that I was getting ready to receive a coronavirus infection that was extremely deadly. So I did my research. I learned a lot. I learned about a lot of things after spending hour and hour and day and night online looking and reading and interacting with other doctors and scientists and joining committees around the world. So I learned a lot. 
And, you know, one of the things I learned is that COVID is part of a much larger agenda. As the World Doctors Alliance said by the spring of 20, uh, 2020, early summer, they said COVID is a sanitary excuse for a global dictatorship. And when you look at that dictatorship, you don't have to make stuff up. You can just read it in their own words. You know, the Agenda 2030 includes you will own nothing. And you better pretend you're happy or you will own nothing and you'll be happy. So everybody, I think, loses everything, our freedom, our land, our kids, our rights, if we don't stand against this and take this thing down. So, for instance, for me to not go along with it and as a result lose things like income, home, you know, many prestigious positions, etc., that was a no-brainer because I was going to lose them along with everyone later anyway. So I'm fighting so that some of us can keep some of what we have and rebuild something. And thank God that you are. Now, uh, one of the things that you've been kind of uh, speaking out with, which has been very helpful, is how do we, okay, you know, many of our loved ones have taken the shot. They actually believed it. They thought they were doing the right thing for the community and for grandma and they've taken shots for numerous reasons and now they're realizing they've got some some struggles and they'd like to help themselves and and you have on your website some things that are um that you're speaking about to help get rid of these spike proteins yes yeah this is a very important thing and and uh, you know just to support what you're saying is um the the people that took these injections i mean there there are no patients they were lied to I mean, they were told they were given a safe and effective vaccine. These people are victims, whether they realize or not what happened to them, even if they, whether or not they've woken up or not, you know, and you can't ignore like dramatic statistics, not subtle statistics, you know, as, as uh, Edward Dowds pointed out, like 13 point or 13 standard deviation, which is like unheard of. I mean, that's so rare. Like we've never seen this kind of accelerated death and disability in society until these injections. It's not, it's not a once in a century thing. It'd be a once in 2000 years type of thing. Um, so, so we have an issue and, and people's bodies have been invaded with genetic material. Um, as I pointed out, it's very important that people realize, look at the, the material I put out four or five months ago, there's DNA in the RNA shot. So even though First, people were told that they were safe and effective vaccines, but if you read the actual ingredients, which a lot of the inserts were blank, but if you could get a document with the inserts, which of course I could, like emergency use authorization documents, you saw, wait a minute, that's not a vaccine. This is a genetic injection to produce the most toxic point part of the coronavirus, the spike protein. It's a poison in of itself. And, and now we've discovered, oh my God, 35% of the shot is actually DNA, intact DNA plasmids which have not only the, the sequence, the genetic sequence to cause people's bodies to poison themselves with spike protein, but also to produce multiple other sequences, including, including uh, sequences that are known to promote cancer as well as promote the integration of this genetic material into the human genetic code. So we have a problem. Will people ever stop producing spike protein? We don't know. But one thing's for sure is spike protein is key to the disease. In other words, it, just like people with HIV, if you do the right things, they can live a long and healthy life. So we're hoping that people will produce spike protein transiently. We're working on getting tests available so we can monitor that. We don't have those yet. But in the meanwhile, we have to look at what can we do if a person is indeed producing spike protein, which a lot of people are, that's what the thing was designed to do. 
Um, what can we do about it? So it, here's a series I've put together. I intend to put more, but this covers a big bulk of the things people can practically do. So the first there is autophagy. This is a process in our cells that is an ongoing process that gets rid of old proteins, gets rid of old cellular junk. And um, so autophagy is very important process for getting rid of these spike proteins. And I go into there, the things that involves, that involves fasting, intermittent fasting or time restricted eating and some other things. There's some supplements and repurposed medications that can help. Then I go into natokinase, which is a very interesting natural enzyme derived from a traditional Japanese food, which helps, uh, can help the, the, uh, the side effects of these uh, injections in multiple ways. It helps to digest or break down the spike protein so it can't harm people. And it also helps with the blood clotting, which is one of the problems. And then the third one, I look at, well, while you have these spike proteins in your body, what can you do to block their activity? And so, you know, you want to block the interaction of the spike protein with cellular mechanisms. And there's a whole bunch of things that can be done about that. And so, you know, this is a resource I really want people to have. There's nothing there for sale. There are I mean, there are various companies and there are places you can buy good supplements. I mean, the wellness company has a good mix supplements available. You can buy the parts independently. Um, and I have to admit, whenever I, whenever I go into this, I want to give some really high credit to various colleagues of mine who did a lot of the background work on this. Matthew Helma, a Canadian young scientist who we should be so proud of. Dr. Tess Laurie, of course, a superhero out of the UK and a, a fellow steering committee member of the World Council for Health. Christoph Plotha, similarly out of Germany. Um, uh, Paul Merrick, and of course others, Peter McCullough, and, and, and many good doctors who've, uh, and scientists who've helped out in this process. Well, and thank God that you're all working together and you're bringing some solutions. And um, it's interesting to me, this thing about fasting. Um, uh, why is that working? Why is your body, uh, I, I mean, maybe because fasting is so biblical, right? In a way. Yes. And it's funny, it must be good for your body as well. If God told you to do it, it probably lets a lot of things out during a fast. Yeah, it's so true. Um, you know, one way I like to think of it is if, you know, a lot of people grow plants and, and if you have a beautiful plant and you'll see it has some dead leaves, some leaves that are half dead, you know, parts of the, the plant that are a little bit alive, but not fully alive. And by trimming those things out, by getting rid of those things, you actually reinvigor the plant. Well, the human body has a similar process, and that is a process by which we get rid of old junk. You know, we make proteins that have functions in our body, but they serve their time and they need to be broken down and recycled or disposed of. And the process of the body that does that is called autophagy, which literally trans is auto self phagy eating. So we usually we eat bits of the garbage in our body. And so uh, things that you can do to increase the rate of autophagy. We always have some autophagy going on, but things you can do to increase it. This helps with a lot of things. This helps with get rid of toxins like the spike protein. This helps with both preventing and resolving cancer. This helps with type 2 diabetes, blood pressure, all the metabolic syndromes. So God was right. <laughs> Fasting is very important. And a really simple way to do it, something I now practice every day, I feel great on it. I have friends, for instance, like Dr. Paul Merrick, who has now resolved his own 25-year history of diabetes by doing this. And by that, I mean type 2 diabetes. Type 1 is a different, more complex situation. But And all we do is we eat, we reduce ourselves to a 6 to 8-hour eating window. So what that means is 
for instance, myself, I skip breakfast, I'll drink a black coffee, or there's ways you can make like a ketone coffee. I won't go into that right now, but I'll have a black coffee after I hydrate in the morning so I can get to work. And I'll wait till noon or one o'clock to eat. I'll eat then. I can snack in the middle of the day. I'll have supper. But by the time that six to eight hour window is over, I'm done eating. The other 16 to 18 hours of the day, I'm not eating. The result is enhanced autophagy, longer life, clearing the spike protein, whether you're getting them from other people shedding or whether you've been injected with the bioweapon. Just so many benefits to, to fasting. And also, uh, for instance, Dr. Marcus has written some good articles as well, as is Dr. Paul Alexander, going into uh, the benefits of longer fasting. In this, I just focus in on this regular habit of intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating as a daily habit, which will increase people's life, health, mental status, everything. So um, this doesn't really mean like a full fast, like starving yourself and, you know, some of the hardships that people do actually go through. Not necessarily. Um, you can do yeah, this so shorter version. Yeah, exactly. You can just make this a daily habit. You know, if you think of the term breakfast, it's break fast. At some point, we break our fast. We go to bed at night. We don't chew and swallow while we're eating, so we're fasting. So the question is, when do you break your fast each day? And if one chooses that timing when they break their fasting and when they start their fasting again, in other words, when do you eat the first thing in the day and when do you eat the last thing in the day, if you squeeze that into a six to eight hour window, the health benefits are phenomenal. Of course, there are some tremendous benefits to longer fasts. And people, you know, always do a little research. Look to some of these trusted resources. I mentioned a few colleagues who've written on this recently. Um, because, yeah, when you get into longer fasts, three-day fast, five-day fast, you get into some other very deep effects, including what can be described as, as almost a complete reset of the immune system. So there's some phenomenal benefits to fasting. This tradition's been around uh, a long time for a reason. And, uh, you know, if you go before the Rockefellers and the Carnegies used Lister in the early 1900s to hijack modern medicine and gradually, you know, dement it into this controlled paradigm we got to, they could literally use medicine as a way to commit uh, eugenics. Um, fasting was, is well understood in a lot of cultures. I mean, everyone from the, the Swiss did it to the Chinese. Well, I, um, I think that all of us could incorporate that and it'd probably be better for our waistline as well, since, you know, we've got those few COVID pounds as well. Uh, uh, Dr. Trozzi, you've been so generous with your time. One of the things that, uh, you know, that people are still facing is that uh, they're concerned, you know, about their loved ones and they want the absolute best for them. Um, we're still seeing that that cancers are going to increase um, while well, they are increasing. Do you think that even if uh, we don't have a lot of people taking more of these shots, like is, is there a possibility that you've taken a shot and it, in long term it's still going to be harmful? Um, so it's important, I guess, to do these detoxes. It's important to share this information because some of our families don't want to talk about it and they get mad. Some not mine, but uh, some some people, you know, friends and loved ones are furious if you're still trying to say that there's something wrong with the shot. But is it important that if someone did take the shots that they really should natokinase or be doing these things because we are seeing this increase in cancers. I just saw a statistic in an article the other day 
about that. I mean, that's growing. We're still seeing deaths, sudden deaths. We're still seeing, and it does seem to be continuing in spite of the fact that the uptake on the vaccines have has lessened. Well, 100%. I mean, if you look at the autopsies from Dr. Burkhart, uh, you know, going back more than a year ago uh, out of Germany, where you know, people who died a year after the injection, you could demonstrate in so many cases that they clearly died from the injection. The tissue in the failed organs was, it, you could, it would light up when you did the proper staining, showing spike protein, and then it would light up showing all the white blood cells invading the tissue to fight what looks like foreign cells. The human cells look foreign because they're marked with the foreign protein, the spike protein of coronavirus. So that's a very big reality. And um, we know that even though the uptake of injections has fallen off, the death rate is still accelerating. So this is a very real problem. We're not trying to offend any, but we're just not supporting denial. This is love, you know, wanting people to wake up and do something about it. As I said, the degree to genetic invasion, the degree to the DNA that they've hit in it. It's hard to believe these injections are still in the market. Six months after we revealed, oh my God, there's 35% DNA. I mean, what more do you need? So many red lines have been crossed. Um, but it's, we'd like to get to the point where we can test people. We'd like to provide people with an easy at-home test so they can test and go, am I still making spike protein? Am I making spike protein? And then we'd know how long we need to do this. But I'll tell you, doing these things is only going to the first of all we're talking very safe interventions of course you know medically legally i should say consult with your doctor etc etc we're not giving medical advice we're just sharing our thoughts and opinions okay um but uh people shouldn't wait for the disease to show you know clinical signs or till they become aware that they're deteriorating to do something about it this yeah. is a clear assault um and so, you know, I'm not sure what to say in terms of, you know, how do you deal with people who get angry at you for saying, hey, beware, you know, there is a problem and beware, we are developing solutions. We love you and we want you to take access of those things. We want you to be aware of knowledge. But we're not making this up. None of this is debatable. The science is clear. No matter how you look at it, whether you look at the data, whether you look at the autopsies, this is real and must be dealt with. A lot of people want to know how to reach you. Would the best way be through your website, drtrozy.org? Yeah, drtrozy.org. I have been posting material there, detailed stuff for almost three years now. It's, it's translatable into 23 languages. It's a searchable library. I'm going to try to index it soon to make it's it even easier to find stuff. But mm -hmm. it's, you know, I've been working on this nonstop. Um, and so that's the place subscribe to the newsletter. You know, we do other use other channels and other platforms, but the securest way to keep informed is subscribe to our newsletter and, uh, just keep looking at our site. And if you're looking for information, it's all probably already there. Just, uh, get on the, uh, library and search and just start searching keywords like vaccines and scrolling through it. You can look through it in forward time or backward time. Uh, there's so much there to help people and to make people aware of the reality. Right. Thank you very much for, for what you've done for all of us, for um, standing, you know, so strong. And I know this isn't the end. Uh, I, I believe that, you know, your influence is going to expand and expand and that the mess is going to become your future message and you're going to become one of the heroes because we anticipate that all lies and deception 
are exposed to the light and they they come to be known and then justice can come it's a bit slow and sometimes a lot slower than we want it to be but when the truth comes out people like yourselves that have stood strongly and spoken what is right and helped us uh, you are going to be seen in future times books and chapters in books will be written about men uh, like you and one will be called Dr. Mark Trozzi and so I thank you for that and we're going to continue following you everybody uh, drtrozzi.org go to his website make sure that you follow him sign up for the newsletter you do not want to miss that and I thank you very much for all that you've done we're going to do a show upcoming with you and some other doctors and get some information out there so we appreciate that you always give us a lot of time thank you Oh, thanks, Laura. There'll be a big chapter in that book about you. Thanks for being real media. Thanks for being the real media. I really appreciate it. Really Thank appreciate you. It. It's an honor. It really is. It's an honor. Thank you, Dr. Trozzi. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Thanks, Laura Lynn. Thank you. That is a very good person. That is a soul, um, you know, salt of the earth. This is what we need. We want we need people that are standing up telling the truth. And that's why we keep talking about it every day because they are continuing to lie. Um, some people have moved on from COVID and talking about vaccines, and I just don't know how we can. Every day I when I'm reading this stuff, I'm, you know, I I I get a little gaslit. I have to admit, like I can feel red going up when I see Dr. Teresa Tam out there telling our Canadian compatriots our beautiful citizens of Canada that they should be vaccinating their five-month-olds. You know, that they're, this is safe for everybody. It is not safe. We have had real doctors that truly understand what's happening with the data and the statistics and, uh, you know, the real information on what is going on worldwide and we should be believing them. And yet, our psychopathic doctors in Canada are telling people it's safe. How do you do that? Recently, I had news that in Alberta, there was uh, an undertaker that had to go and pick up a number of dead babies. He's not wanting to talk about it right now. A number of dead babies from a hospital in Alberta. They didn't want that news to go out because they don't want to alarm the public. Be alarmed. Be very alarmed. My website is laurelin.tv. We're here every day because we want to tell the truth. Because we have made it our commission and have accepted the calling to be truth bearers at this hour. And it's not easy. And, um, you know, sometimes there's some bumps in the road, but I, I have to say, this is incredible. To be sitting firmly in a place, and many of you are not here yet because you have jobs and you know that, hey, if you tell the truth at your job, you won't have a job by the end of the day. Is that not sick? This is where we're at. This is the reality. You know, when I look back years ago, I can't think of anything at the time when I worked in an office. I'll think back to, you know, when I was in my 20s that I would have said something and I would be fired by the end of that day. But in our generation, if you're in an office and you say, you know, a man can't be a woman, well, you're probably going to be marched into the principal's office, 
right? <laughs> They're going to give you your papers for being insensitive, uh, you know? So, so for declaring a truth, a biological truth, a scientific truth, XX, XY, the truth about chromosomes, you're, you could lose your job. If you declare the truth about the COVID vaccinations and you might be spreading, oh, you know, you're causing vaccine hesitancy, um, maybe you wouldn't be welcome at your position anymore. Maybe you wouldn't be welcome in your, you know, your social group that you're in. You hang out with a bunch of moms or, you know, you hang out at the bowling alley and everybody's all down with all the vaxes and you try to say a little bit. Suddenly you're not really welcome anymore in the, the social group. Very difficult. I crossed that barrier. I don't care anymore. I found my people. Like, if they don't want you, others do. People that have the truth do. Perhaps there's another way. We just have to find bravery. We have to find courage at this hour. And there is no greater joy in my whole life than sitting here every day being able to tell you the absolute truth from truth tellers like Dr. Trozzi, Dr. Mackis, Dr. Paul Alexander, incredible people. Recently, Dr. Ammerling, incredible people telling the truth because we need that right now. Otherwise, they're trying to destroy us. I mean, I never thought that I'd say this. It's so crazy. And when you read about the 15-minute cities and what they're trying to make those like, controlling your food and how much meat you have in a year, right? I mean, what's next? It's just crazy. I'm not eating crickets. I'm only eating crickets if I want to. I ate crickets when I was young in Africa. But anyways, I'm not eating them now. I don't want to eat crickets. I don't want them chopped up and their red little bodies turned into the red color that's in a lot of our food. And there's a name for it, cockromia or whatever, I don't know. And, and it's in our food. I had it once, I, sh I shared it with you, but um, it, it's just so absolutely disturbing. I don't want anything to do with it. So if you like this kind of programming where we can be real, we can talk about things that are real, then thank you if you're able to support us, laurelin.tv, there's a donation button there. And if you can't support us because you know, you're going through a hardship, that's okay, don't worry about it. Um, God will help us, and he does. And I thank you for those that donate anonymously. Apparently, you don't want me to know your name, or maybe you don't want the government. I don't know. But uh, you, you, you go in there, and you donate anonymously. And uh, we just get, you know, a notification that someone has anonymously given us a wonderful gift. And, you know, we, we just so appreciate it. We really do. Um, uh, E-transfers can be sent Live at protonmail.com. And please don't forget about our upcoming incredible event. We're already sewing into this event and it's uh, cost us, uh, you know, caused us to have to put out a lot of money in advance of this event. And so that is in Ontario, Whippy, Ontario, and the incredible Dr. Lance Wallnow, funny man, very funny, but brilliant. And he has a prophetic gift and He's able to see things about our world and our season and the times in which we live. And he has a way of presenting it that is just so beautiful. I hope that you all follow him on Facebook. And I think his um, website, uh, 
Com or something like that. Gosh, I shouldn't say it if I don't totally know, but I, I, is it? Yeah, I go to it all the time. And if you, if you Google his name, it'll come. It's W-A-L-L-N-A-U. And oftentimes he'll do a rant late at night, which I really love that. He sits in his house and he goes, well, you know, look what's happening today. This is what's going on. Da, 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 da. And then he kind of gives you sort of an oversight, um, you know, in a godly perspective of what's happening in our world. And I just love it. And he's got a way of, uh, you know, being so funny. His wife is, she's hilarious too. <laughs> you know, they're kind of opposites and it's just so funny. He's got a daily show that, that he does and you can see that online. And I just think the world of him. And we've invited him to come because we think that Canada's kind of at a very difficult place. And we want to hear from him because we need good advice. We need people that are discerners of the times. The men of Issachar in the Bible, they were called the men of Issachar. We need those kind of people showing up. So we just love him. And Dr. Uh, Byron Bridal will be there from Ontario. Dr. Um, Brian Artis from the States. And many of you have seen him on Stu Peters and other things like that. And he just has tremendous information. What I love about Dr. Brian Artis is he just, he presents, like he doesn't just stay, say stuff, he just shows you how he found the information, where it is. And it's, it's, a, it's quite shocking, actually, when you listen to his presentation about um, what's going on. It's amazing. So we have a whole number of doctors, including Dr. Trozzi, who will be there May 28th and sharing the latest of what we need to know as a people. So please check that out. For those of you struggling to know, um, you know, what kind of investments to make, you've got a little bit of spare cash, we highly recommend getting some gold and silver for a, a rainy day. Let's say that all the Interact machines go down, all the electricity goes down for 10 days, and, you know, there's some kind of storm or anything that's in your area. Uh, if you don't have a lot of cash on you, and you might run out of that pretty fast, because me and my husband, we don't carry much cash right now. Um, we've got a few coins, actually, that we use to buy fast food. But other than that, um, you know, maybe, you know, currency is gold and silver. You can trade that in at any, anywhere and get money. So you might want to have a few of those special little dollars saved and buried in a special place. And the people to talk to are Sun City Silver and Gold, Sovereignize at ProtonMail.com. Thank you very much. I want to leave you with this word actually from Isaiah and we are in Isaiah 43 and it's um, the title of this is God's mercy and Israel's unfaithfulness and it's verse 14 of Isaiah 43. So what is God's heart towards his people? This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake, I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians. In the ships in which they took pride, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your King. This is what the Lord says, he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. I think that they're talking about the crossing of the Red Sea. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? 
I pray for this, everyone. I pray that we can forget what's happened and that the Lord is going to be bringing on a new thing and it's going to spring up and we can forget about that past. Do you not perceive it, it says. Listen to this. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I love this. Whenever we go through a dry desert experience, you know what that's like, right? It seems like God is a million miles away. You can't hear him. You try to press in. Where are you, God? What's going on? Sometimes everything's going wrong with our jobs or maybe it's a relationship. And you know, you're asking God for solutions and, and you just hear nothing. It's like crickets, you know, chirp, chirp, chirp. No voice of God. It doesn't feel like he's there. And yet it's one of the greatest tests to know if you can trust God when you do not see him, when you do not see his hands moving on your behalf. You can't see the works behind the scenes that he is putting into place. It's like a puzzle piece and you're missing the puzzle piece and you can't hear God. But what God is doing, and if you'll dare to trust him in that moment when you cannot hear him, he wants to know this. Will you trust me in the darkness? Will you trust me in the desert? When you, when you cannot see what I'm doing or how my hands are moving on your behalf because you are only seeing through a glass darkly here on this planet. We only see as humans do. We do not see as God does. God sees this whole perspective and he sees you in the middle of it all. And he's working and perfecting your character. He's perfecting your faith. And sometimes in order to see your faith, he, he's got to uh, offend your, your humanity a little bit by not answering at the drop of a hat. Cause he's not just your waiter. He's not your butler. He is God. When he says a thing shall be done, it will be done. Not a moment sooner, not a moment later. He will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. It doesn't say that there'll be some, you know, um, some natural way that those streams show up in that desert. No, he will simply make the streams, the solution, the plan, if you will just trust him. God bless. See you tomorrow. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.